whether your most used hashtag is LGM or a neon arm sleeve is part of your game day wardrobe, you know orange and blue things. And this is an orange and blue thing with Darren Meenan and Brian Ernie. Now. Do it. guys and welcome it's episode three of orange and blue thing thanks for coming on and uh, hopping board on board with us i'm brian ernie that's darren meenan uh if you're watching on facebook live thanks for tuning in live uh do me do us a favor and hit those share buttons it helps get us out to the masses and make sure that everybody sees us if you're listening on soundcloud and eventually we'll be on itunes we're getting there we're almost up to our almost. quota right then uh thanks for hopping on board too darren Cheers, my friend. Oh, cheers. I actually yeah. took a sip before. And I, I obviously took more than a sip, so that's okay. <laughs> a big Thursday night here, and you wouldn't believe it's January 12th. It feels like spring outside. Yeah, it's 60 degrees today in New York. It's definitely surprising for January, but you know what? That means snow is coming again. Like, the I last know. episode, it took you a while to get here. You don't live that far away from me, but we are in the basement of my house. It's like Wayne's World down here, but um, yeah. Surprising weather outside today, and I'm, it's, it feels like spring, definitely. It feels Dude, like I, opening day. I said I would sign for this for opening day. Like, if you told me said I t could put today on April 3rd, I'd take it. Dude, I don't care to ever swim ever again, and I don't care about shoveling snow. I love to snowboard, but I don't care about swimming. I don't really necessarily like sweating. So, um, if I can live in 70, 60 to 70 degree weather all year round, it's like I would do that every day. I don't think the seven line goes out to San Diego. Well, we did. <laughs> well, we did not, last not year. regularly to the ballpark. So, yeah. well, that's okay. They don't have a football team anymore. So, yeah. well, we don't want to rub it in San Diego. We don't yeah, and they, they they actually dropped a logo today. That's not even their logo. Yeah, there's it's a placeholder logo. And then I saw my buddy Paul Lucas at UniWatch. Not to get off on a tangent, but was like, "Hold on, everybody, calm down. It's just a placeholder logo." I was like, "Who's well, gonna know that?" Yeah, how are we supposed to know that? The Chargers say we're gonna unveil a new logo. Yeah. Okay, so and then it's the Dodgers logo with the lightning bolt. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. Yeah. We got a lot of things to hop into Mets related, all right? So yeah. let's go to there first. And we're going to kick it off with our Follows of the Week, which is a weekly segment we're doing now. And uh, some uh, some great Twitter accounts out there. As you guys know, I mean, we have a ton of friends that do great work and, and do a great job. But first and foremost, you're going to go to a place that you like to frequent. Yeah, I love Foley's. I mean, it's not an orange and blue thing per se. But it is, a, it is a bar in Manhattan. We like bars. We like baseball. And Foley's, their, their motto is an Irish bar with a baseball attitude. So if you're following them on Twitter, they're also on Instagram. And it's not, you're not just following a bar. Like, they do tweet a lot of stuff. They do post a lot of stuff on Instagram. It's at Foley's NY. And the cool thing about their place is it's filled to the brim with sports memorabilia, specifically baseball. And I think they... they they go by the name like the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame. Like they just name themselves that, which is pretty cool. So I like it. The um, the cool part about it is I've been there, been there unfortunately for a um, a benefit for the late Shannon Ford. I went there a couple years ago, but um, you know on on a brighter note, they do get a lot of visitors as far as the away teams and the umpires are concerned. So like when a team comes into New York, they stay in Manhattan probably. If they're playing the Yankees or the Mets, the teams like the you know, of that, the ball players will go to Foley's afterwards. It's really cool. Plus, a lot of Mets even go there. Like, they, they did something with Daniel Murphy. They renamed a burger Daniel Murphy a while ago. syndergaard has been there. A bunch of guys go there. So, it's definitely a spot that you want to check out. It's on 33rd Street. And I honestly, to to be 100% honest, I'm not a huge fan of going out in Manhattan just because of how, like, you could say, I want to go to the Lower East Side. I want to go this place or that place. It takes forever to get there once you're in Manhattan. Sometimes it's even faster to get to, like, Hoboken than it is, like, uptown. Totally. So, um, Foley's is walking distance to Penn Station. So, that's that's number one in my books. And um, have you ever been there? You know, I've never been there. Foley's is awesome, man. So, that's why I'm learning everything uh, today. I, I love to go to real – you know what I'm in, like, desperate search of? Like, uh, the How I Met Your Mother bar. Like, that's what I want to open up. You know, I've up. never even seen it. Oh, really? Uh, the other night when uh, – what was it on the other night? Golden Globes? Yeah. I said on, on my Twitter account, I was like, you know what? Watching this makes me realize I need to watch more than just Seinfeld and the Mets. Because I don't know anything about television. So, right. How I Met Your Mother, all that stuff. I'm anything, any sitcom bar where Cheers. people like sit, <laughs> yeah, sit 
yeah. talk in, yeah. maybe throw a game on. There's not like I don't know some terrible music on. All right, the time. right, right. That's what I'm looking for. But so that's I guess cool. if you've never been to fall, like you know, not to plug two places on in the same week, but uh, what's on the same street? Rick's Cabaret. <laughs> so if you go to Rick's and you go to Foley's afterwards. Then you just... I think we just made an orange and blue thing bar crawl. Yeah, bar crawl. All right, Foley's, Rick's Cabaret, shout out to Lonnie, Rick's Cabaret, and then back to Penn Station and head back to Long Island. But, oh, you know what's funny? I didn't even realize this is on my hand. <laughs> Got the uh, little Mickey Mouse sticker from my daughter on there. But anyway, so... Um, Hold on. Are you cheating on Daisy with that? Yeah, Daisy's my girl, but, you know, I roll with Mickey, too. Mini. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my file of the week. Definitely hit up Foley's. Plenty of time between now and, and the new season to go check it out. They do a lot of stuff there as far as like watch parties are concerned too. Not necessarily for the Mets, but like call your friends, show off. It's a great spot. So awesome. that's my pick. Foley's NY at Foley's NY. And then uh, we're going to get to Brian's here. Yeah, mine is someone who's near and dear to all our hearts. The immortal Chris Majkowski uh, obviously goes by the handle of Mets Booth. Um, Madge obviously is well known to, to most Mets fans. He's the guy helping uh, Howie and, and Josh Put on those amazing broadcasts in WOR. Um, he's a fun follow. He's he a fun person to follow because he actually engages back with mm -hmm. the fans during the games. Like yeah. he sits there. I guess he's running the show for Howie and Josh and Wayne Rendaz or whoever else is on the broadcast. But he's always back there, like doing his thing during the game, which is cool. Like, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And sometimes because how and Howie, I know you have a Twitter account. I know we're never <laughs> going to find you, but I know you have a Twitter account. And you're listening somewhere. But uh, because, obviously, Howie's not tweeting as Howie Rose, or tweeting at all, probably. He's probably just kind of lurking out there. Uh, everyone's probably get a nice little Howieism out there where he's talking about something. What do they call those ghost accounts? Yeah, yeah. Like the exactly. egg. He's an egg. Yeah. He, oh, he's definitely an egg yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really hope he follows me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's, it's great. Right now, he's doing a little countdown, as you can see, um, to uh, Pitchers and Catchers, which is coming up. You know, 31 days away. It's before, uh, I can't even believe how close it is. Piazza, can, Piazza days away. Piazza days away. Um, but match is awesome. And obviously, every time the opponent gets the first hit, not tonight, boss. Yeah, yeah, not tonight, boss. Well, and then it actually happened in, in uh, 2012. I, I still can't believe that happened. So at Mets booth, I don't know if you said that or not. Yeah. Just, just yeah. double checking. You know, we, we watch this afterwards sometimes on Facebook, you know, and we realize that. If you're watching this, you're getting some visuals on the screen. If you're not watching this live and you're listening to this afterwards on SoundCloud or iTunes, you might not know what the hell we're talking about because we're, we're expecting that you're seeing the visuals. So sorry for that in the past couple episodes, but we're learning here. So, and, and I think we're doing a pretty good job so far. So it's a learning curve. People don't realize that it's very difficult to even broadcasters to go back and forth. Like calling a game on television is completely different than calling a game on the radio. I know a lot of people hate Joe Buck. I don't think that's necessary. Oh, dude, yeah, like not to cut you off, but yeah. totally on that on that aspect. In the 2015 uh, playoffs and World Series, I could not listen to the broadcast right. on TV. So, like, what I did was I I put on WOR, and there was a little bit of a delay, and I realized like if you press pause on the TV for two seconds mm -hmm. and then unpause it, and you could listen to WOR. I would much rather listen to the home broadcast. Well, unfortunately, they don't do that for the TV, but right. uh, radio, those guys were there the whole time. So yeah, and and so just be, now that we've beat up on Joe, poor Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give him a little bit of credit in that every once in a while you hear him say, like, let's say Reyes leads off with a single. He won't say line drive base hit going into center field for Reyes. He'll say, and Reyes is on lead off the first because you saw it. You know what I mean? Like you're actually seeing it, so you don't have to have it described to you right, right, right. like a radio broadcaster has to paint the picture. It's got to be tough for those guys also when they go – they. Like how he was TV first, mm -hmm. so I wonder if they, you know, he's he's the man. Like on episode one, you actually put me on the spot asking who I, I like know, better. I know, I know. But uh, and we kind of came off anti Gary, which is no, yeah, couldn't I mean, be further I, from the truth. I couldn't say like honestly, people think that I I'm like anti Booth because they don't always shout the group out, but I don't care about that. I think it's it's more annoying that people bring it up afterwards. I really don't care if we yeah. go to games and, and we're in the newspaper or someone talks about us. It. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. not why we're there. But uh, I. I've never put the booth down as far as being the best broadcast booth in baseball. Because I think Gary, Keith, and Ron do a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Now that Vin is out of the game, it, for my money, it's the best booth in baseball. I love, yeah, dude. I also love what the Giants guys do uh, with Mike Kruko out there. And I think they have a really good, uh, and Dwayne Kuyper, I believe. But I, I, they have a really good booth. That's my second favorite booth now that Vin's out. But uh, yeah, now it's, now it's on question. Now that, now that Vin hung it up, it's all Gary, Keith, and Ron. But not, not to put you on the spot here, but 
we were talking before this went on, and didn't you, like when we were talking about Maddie yeah. still. I know we're we're trying to move on topics here, but weren't you sitting next to them or something one day? Yeah, and you yeah. Were, like so, pretending not to eavesdrop. <laughs> we were talking. I mean, I had I had was able to have some really cool experiences covering the team, and and one of the really kind of surreal moments I had was one of it with one of the one of them is with the FAN guys where I was just kind of hanging out with Ed Coleman one night. And we got to talk, and he was so open, and we were hanging out. And we were hanging out, like, got, like right like this. Yeah. Watching a – it was the first day what, that – at the bar? Yeah, at Duffy's. Oh, wow. Which we'll get to in a second. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, at Duffy's, we were hanging out in spring training, and it was the first night – I think Golden State was the first team to wear the sleeved NBA jerseys. It was that night. And we were talking about that, and we were talking about the team and covering the team and all that stuff, and uh, – and that was kind of cool. But the, what you're talking about is so – I we were talking about things that through our various experiences we've had uh, are kind of like what the hell moments, you know, like these moments. <laughs> I've had a lot of those in Duffy's, but yeah. – Right. <laughs> so it was – I'm in the media room. It's uh, the day of a game. It's the day of the opener in 2013. And I'm sitting there and I'm typing for Mets blog and kind of pretending to work at this point because <laughs> – Kevin sitting, Kevin Burkhardt is sitting on at a table to my left in the media room, and Gary, uh, Gary Keith, and Ron walk in. So Ron says, "You know, who are we playing today?" And so, you know, me being a smart ass, I go, "Montreal. They're playing the Nationals." <laughs> and, I, and I got, I got a laugh. I got a laugh. I, I, I popped Ron Darling, and, uh, and, and then so I'm sitting there, and they sit with Kevin. So now I have the whole SNY. You know, squad. Qua- yeah, quadrilateral there going the posse. on. Yeah, exactly. The posse. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Phil Jackson. And yeah. uh, so I'm sitting there, and it's just me. The rest of the beat writers are way across the room, and it's me at this one table typing away on my stupid little MacBook, and Gary, Keith, Ron, and Kevin sitting there talking shop. And I'm, I'm just like, how <laughs> did I get here? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. How did this happen? But, yeah. Uh, you have you must have tons of stories like that. I got a few, but like it's, I feel like when I tell a story, it's like I'm trying to show off, and I, like the last thing I'm trying to do. But like, no, I just think people like to hear. I don't know. Cool Duffy's like, I'll bring it up later, maybe when we're talking about Duffy's. But like, honestly, you rub shoulders with. They, maybe they cut down a little bit more now because one of the catchers ended up getting in trouble down there. Like they used to do a Sunday night bowling thing where all the players, the coaches, everyone was invited to come and bowl at Duffy's and like the fans would go and watch them bowl, which is like weird. Like you just stand there and you're watching them bowl. But yeah. like, I saw so much cool stuff down there. Like Burdak bowled like a two ninety seven. Yeah. He's like, like a legitimate bowler. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Like David Wright's really good bowler. Like it's fun to watch. I, I like bowling. So like, it was cool to watch that. But I think some of the guys overdid it. And then one of the guys got in trouble and they just like put the kibosh on the whole thing. So they don't do it anymore. But like, don't want to name drop guys that like drink too much, but like that place was packed. It was great. Like you'd walk by and it would be like, oh shit, like there's so and so, like hanging out at the bar, you know? That's what's cool about uh, Duffy's, which which we'll get to. Yeah, I mean it's still busy with guys like, you know, they they take bowling, but back then, because they had the bowling night, they took it pretty competitively. They're professional athletes, they want to be the sure. best. So even like during the week after like a day game, you'd see the guys at Duffy's like practicing for Sunday night bowling. Like it was it was awesome. I mean, it's still great, but like you don't really see that much anymore. Um, you know what I want to ask you about? Spring training in general is in- incredible. You know what I want to ask you about? We're speaking of just like stories and you posted a picture years ago and it was just you on the mound at City Field. <laughs> I did have, have it queued up. Do you, do you have but it like it up? totally seems like uh, no, no, it no. was planned now, but it was in here for something else we're going to talk about eventually. But um, yeah, like it's another thing. I'm not trying to show off, but like I did get to go on the mound thanks to John Roush, who we mentioned in mm-hmm. episode one. Um, Dude, he called me, he texted me one day, like, I was, I used to do some stuff for him, like, he wanted t-shirts printed, I did something special for him, he wanted, like, the Darth Dickey on one of his, like, official Mets warm-up, I was like, holy shit, like, is this even allowed? So, like, he mailed it to the warehouse, I printed on it, and he'd wear it before, like, Dickey games, and, like, he'd pose with Dickey and stuff, so I guess as a thank you for, like, being cool with him, he told me one day, he's like, hey, meet me, we're gonna go in, I'm gonna give you a tour of the ballpark, and I was like, alright, dude, so, like, we walk into the clubhouse, which I don't even think you're really supposed to be like taking pictures in there. And he's like, no, you're not. do whatever you want. So like I'm taking pictures of like JB one's cleats and like David Wright's locker and stuff. And um, we walk through like, I guess the tunnels where like the players walk out, like the batting cages were on the left and like the dugout and we get in there and he's basically just like, go ahead, do your thing. And um, 
I get out on the field, and I know it's like you've you've played on some big league fields. Like yeah. you're not supposed to go on like the diamond. No, like you're not no. supposed to. I'm I'm not showing off. I'm gonna put this up here now if you're watching this on Facebook, but um Yeah, so if you're wa- if you're listening this, this is pretty sick. Um sorry, someone just texted me during this, which isn't too good. But uh yeah, he's basically like, I'll do whatever you want. And this was actually a week after the no hitter. Um, oh, really? And I purposely okay. brought the ticket with me in my back pocket just in case. Like, I was like, I don't know. Who, who knows who's going to show up? You know what I mean? Because this was a game day. Yeah. So we got there at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody else was there but him and the trainers and stuff. And um, we walk out on the, on the mound and I had my phone with me. And he's like, hey, give me your phone. I'll, I'll take some pictures of you. And I ran out there, put my hands up, and he took a picture of it. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where, like, Roush – you know, he had this demeanor and his look and tattoos and tall and, like, mean-looking that you would think that, like, all right, this guy's not going to be, you know, super cool. But he was. He was, like, hands down one of the coolest guys. And now he's not in baseball anymore, unfortunately. Um, you know, I guess his career just kind of ran its course. But, like, Olympic, Olympic gold medalist. Like, yeah. But they won gold, right? Like, I believe so. And his, his, his um, career, as far as baseball, wasn't as long as it – probably could have been he had some arm issues or whatever but as far as how he was with me and the group it was like hands down the coolest and like not saying that every guy is going to go out of their way to be nice to every fan they meet but it goes miles and miles as far as um for a first impression you know first impression is the best and he knocked it out of the park so like I got so many Roush stories. Like, we're not going to bore the viewers with, with the Roush, no, but it's Roush cool. episode. It's cool but, like, because eventually, because I don't know if he's watching this or not. We're, we're friends still on Facebook. And um, I've got a lot of Roush stories. So, eventually, we'll, we'll get into we'll some of the other ones. But, but that's cool because, like you said, I've played on some pro fields before. And you people don't realize how rare it is. The grounds crews are very, very, very particular about where they let you step. <laughs> not not even, that big. <laughs> even, even if you're playing on it, yeah. they're like, walk around the warning track to go out to the outfield Dude, grass. Dude, when they do their, like, employee softball game, they don't even let them play on the diamond. You gotta play, like, in the corner of the outfield. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like, what are they gonna really do with sneakers? You know what I mean? I guess it's like sacred ground, but yeah. it's it's crazy. I don't know, man. Well, let's let's move on to our main segment tonight because we have a lot to talk about, and it's something that um, people are very very passionate about. So we're gonna use as our lead into this segment our clip of the week. This is back what July thirtieth of this past You're year. You're good with dates, man. He's got a good memory. Well, we don't even write half this stuff down. And Brian's right. got like a mind like a sponge. I don't know anything. I have I have notes here. And Brian, like, just knows stuff, which is great. So I think we have a good dynamic going. But we're, what we're going to do during the season is Clip of the Week. We're, one of us or whoever, maybe we'll capture something off the internet that we like. Clip of the Week is going to be something that happened that week. Unfortunately, nothing's really happening right now. So we're going to the vault. This is the Clip of the Week. Um, something I filmed at the ballpark. And hopefully you like it. Hold on. This is the Pantheon. incredible like you know what was bad about not bad about the game but it was raining like like hell the the tailgate was was really fun because people were so pumped up for the ceremony it was the kind of thing where like nobody wanted to miss it so like the tailgate was kind of like hey what time is it let's get out of here you know not that we try to miss the game or miss first pitch on a regular game but you don't want to miss the ceremony sure but the the something that we actually forgot to talk about last week when we were talking about the uh, like I, i'm learning words by sitting next to ernie the vestiges of the past um we didn't talk about the plaques in the in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. So a cool thing that what they did at City Field after they knocked Shade down, they left the base base paths and home plate um, and the pitcher's mound as plaques, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cool. And that's actually where the whole ceremony started for Piazza. So Piazza was like crouching down, reminiscing about the days of old, mm-hmm. and that song "Home Sweet Home." <laughs> Like, all that was playing, and it was, like, such a touching moment. 
but it's funny like whenever i hear that song i'm thinking of uh the scene in um what was it ah shit what was it uh hot tub time machine the guys in the park the guys in his one of the true cinematic <laughs> classics yeah it is that's, that's a great movie he's sitting in his garage like trying to kill himself but um yeah in on brighter on brighter days where the uh the whole ceremony started out there. Yeah. So And we didn't give him credit for the plaques last week, which when we were talking about more Mets stuff and, and in, in the in the ballpark, and we should have, so apologies to the Mets there. You know what's I like I have never seen anyone even play like catch on out there or like play a whiffle ball game out there or right. anything. Like you can go like the, the ballpark doesn't have to be open for you to go in the parking lot or stand outside the Hormone Apple or whatever. I think we I just, think we should just organize something one I day think we'll we just play. figured it out. Yeah, we're gonna have a whiffle ball game at City Field soon. We just decided. Uh, we'll invite you. We'll pick teams schoolyard style when we get there. It sounds fun That'd to me. Cool. That'd be cool. Maybe um, we can get some of the players involved. Do a little charity. Maybe. Thing. I mean, people get too like. People are too like. Uh, there's no chill. You know what I mean? Like, if a player's around, like That's they're all true. like photos, signatures, like what? Yeah. They can't just be like, oh, cool. There's so and so. You know. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gonna really work that way, but whatever. We're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, no matter how what it turns into. But Mets retired numbers. There's yes. not many of them. Yes. And it seems like the benchmark is Hall of Fame or nothing. Hall of Fame as a Met. Yeah. Or nothing. There are other guys in the Hall of Fame as far as the Mets are concerned. Not the Hall of Fame. The Mets Hall of Fame has many players. Mm -hmm. The retired numbers is a very, very elite group. And I think we should I think that's an important distinction to make. I don't know if necessarily they've said as a Met is the benchmark, Hall of Fame as a Met is the benchmark. I think there's some wiggle room there. Um, but the Mets Hall of Fame exists. And if you guys haven't checked it out, because a lot of times, especially with the 7 line, we go from the MTA lot <laughs> right around, you know, Pat on the backside, you know, right around the right field corner, um, down Roosevelt, and go in the back way. So... Um, you know, you miss a lot of stuff. You do miss some stuff. And if it used to be the team store in 2009 when they first opened, now it's the Mets Hall of Fame. They do a really nice job curating that, I think. And, um, and you should really check it out. There are plaques, there are Hall of Fame style plaques, um, there for all the players that hold special places in our franchise hearts. Now, the retired number, that is the honor of honors that a franchise can give away. And I know a lot of people feel passionately. In fact, we, we got some comments. We asked for some comments. We were making the Retire 31 shirts for like four years before yeah. it happened. And well, I finally, think that was, that was a slam dunk, I think. 31, I, I, yeah. I think, was a slam dunk. I think dunk. so, too. Let's see what the fans said. We do have an account on Twitter right now. It's Orange Blue Thing. So we do put stuff up throughout the week, asking the fans their feedback. And then we're hoping to just build on the community of this show. And then we're just going to highlight some comments from our Facebook page and our Twitter account, and then try to get you guys in on the discussion here. So, uh, Sorry about that. So not that. So yeah. So here's some stuff that some fans decided to feed, give us some feedback on. Yeah, so here's one um, that pulls out right in the middle here. Uh, Nicholas Shivo says, 8, 16, 17, 18, and eventually 5. So that would be Carter, uh, Gooden, uh, Mex, obviously, um, what, Daryl, and then eventually david wright okay that's that's a lot but i have my feelings on that which we'll get to um james clancy says eight again another gary carter fan he's a hall of famer as a met no matter what cooperstown made him do uh, i'm going to shout out a buddy of mine who tweeted me this um on twitter it's uh, nhl.com's brian compton that said eight obviously gary carter um and 17 keith hernandez I like this one from John Ritchie. Yeah. Uh, keep the number retiring in the Bronx, which is, I think, 100% mm -hmm. true. There's, you know, I think they're running out of single digits. Yeah, they are. They're out. Uh, John says, I was perfectly happy with just 41 being retired as far as players go. Retiring 31 was more of an in-box uh, office grab. I love me some Mikey, but 41 should be standalone in Metsville. See, I think I read that one, and it shocked me because I thought Piazza was 100% – um, slam dunk, no brainer. I understand older Mets maybe um, because Tom Seaver stands alone in what he did for this franchise uh, by giving it its legitimacy. And Gil Hodges also. We were talking about Mets managers, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, there's some an interesting debate there to, to be had. But um, I think obviously what Seaver did, and he carried that team in '69. It's definitely in '73 also, which is one of his best seasons. I can understand why maybe older Mets fans would feel maybe Piazza didn't live up to that billing. 
Piazza didn't get the World Series. But you know, uh, he got to the World Series, obviously. He didn't win it. Um, my thing about Piazza is, which I really think, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he put up great numbers as a Met. He got that team to the World Series and, you know, obviously the 2000 National League pennant. He was arguably the biggest New York baseball superstar in an era where the Yankees won three straight world championships. I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, him and Jeter were the two guys in town. And you could argue on certain days that Piazza was more popular than even the captain. So, uh, so you know, I, I, it's it's really crazy to think about. I, I just think it's it's honestly a uh, it's it's a, it was a slam dunk for that. What do you what's your feelings on this? Because I have mine. I'll let you go with yours first. Stop texting us, guys. <laughs> the beeps are the texting here. So whoever's texting us, please stop texting right now. Sorry about that. Uh, work in progress here. So, just to recap, I mean, obviously, if you're watching this, you probably already know who's retired. Like, 37 for Casey Stengel. They're retired because they're retired because they're 65. Gil Hodges, Gil Hodges, Hodges at 1983. Um, we were talking about before we went on. His record as a Mets manager was 339 wins, 309 losses. So, not great, but obviously, World Series championship. You know, 6-9 team was the Miracle Mets. Um, yeah, they, they lost 89 games in 1968. So that, I mean, you think about yeah, what Gil did. Big turnaround, yeah. Big turnaround. And obviously, he, he passed very young um, and very suddenly uh, right before spring training. Um, so I, I can understand why they did get... And also a New York baseball legend, and arguably, in my opinion, should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, a lot of people, so, a lot of people agree with that. So as far as players, Seaver in 88, Jackie Robinson was retired throughout baseball in 1997, and then Piazza in 2015. But... Um, also, what's hanging up there is Shea for William Shea and Ralph Kiner. So once they're up there, you're up. That's not coming down. Yeah. What would have been nice is if they left the kid eight patch up after they had it on the wall, and that would be hanging up as well. So that would have been kind of like a hat tip to him, kind of retiring the number, even though it's not retired officially, but they're not issuing it, so it kind of is retired. Mm -hmm. What I read on, on um, some of the comments, I, we should have highlighted it earlier. I'm not exactly sure who said it, so I apologize, but... How about just the captains? Because if you're if you're given that label as a Mets player, doesn't that mean you mean so much to the franchise that once you're done playing, you should be have your number retired? So there's not been many there hasn't been many captains, and pretty much all of them are on the list of guys that are being mentioned. So Keith Hernandez in eighty seven to eighty nine, and then in eighty eight to eighty nine there was co captain of Gary Carter. Franco from oh one to oh four. And right from 13 to present. So, if on like let's say, hopefully it's not true. This is David Wright's last season. Mm -hmm. Let's say, mm -hmm. does he make the actual Cooperstown Hall of Fame? No. Okay. So although he, I think he, I think if he had a two more decent seasons, he'd be closer than people thought. He has a less than 10 less WAR than Vladimir Guerrero over the course of his career. So you think about that. And obviously, that's in everything is an imperfect statistic. There's no one perfect statistic, but I mean, sometimes we forget because David has had so many injury problems over the last few years. What a dominant player he was! And let's not forget about 2007 when the whole team collapsed around him. He just got more and more clutch. And if they made the playoffs and then won that division title in 07, he was going to run away with the National League MVP. You know what's, what's funny, too, is like as far as baseball is concerned, they had that base of MLB, whatever. Didn't he win it like two years in a row or something like that? So it's like, it's won. not like uh, he's just popular with Mets fans. He's mm -hmm. popular with baseball fans in general. Captain you know I mean? America? Captain America, yeah, ex especially that. You know, I mean, he is a household name, and it's it's tough because, unfortunately, with his, you know, spinal stenosis isn't an injury. It's, it's a, a condition, you know, it's tough that his career might be cut short because of that. Also, he's not getting any younger. But if he can pull himself together for a couple more solid seasons, I hope to see him in there. But as far as the Mets Hall of Fame, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, yeah. he'll be in the Mets Hall of Fame. Sure. But as far as retiring five, do you think they're going to go the route of uh, a Carter and not issue five? Or are they going to hang it up? I think they're going to hang it up. I think this is the only one that they're going to hang up. Um and, and for me, I actually think that's the right decision. So I love the high standard that they have. Um, I do think the Yankees have gotten it to a point where it kind of degrades it. Um, I, Jorge Posada really was a really good player. You know, Andy Pettit was a really good, really good postseason pitcher, too. I mean, these are guys... Yeah, it's like Bernie Williams. Like, they, they kind of just, like, 
the, the floodgates are kind of open over there where if you have any sort of name or notoriety with the Yankees, you're, yeah, that's it, you're tired. And you those guys I mean? were, were, were great, yeah, were really clutch, good yeah. players and on, on one of the best dynasties uh, that we're ever going to see in modern baseball and the wild card era and all this stuff. The thing is, is though, I saw a lot of the recommendations. I saw people say Todd Hundley. I saw people say Mookie. I saw Bartolo Colon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> retire these, forty. These guys are they. It's fine to have a spot in your heart for these guys, um, but it's it's a different thing to retire their number. To retire their number, it's it's like would it make you vehemently ill if somebody else wore this number again as a Met? Um, I feel that about two numbers right now, and they're both up there. And I don't feel that way really about any other number. I mean, we talk about taking it out of circulation and stuff. Yeah, eight's out of circulation now. But Desi Relaford wore number eight. Matt Galante wore number eight. I mean, even 17. Mr. Koo wore number 17. Tuffle wore it like two years ago. <laughs> Fernando Tatis wore 17. You know, it's yeah. like, I understand that taking it out of circulation is nice. Um, you do always have to remember, though, that this franchise, in theory, provided that, like, nothing catastrophic happens to this world, is going to go on for 100 years, 200 years, or something like that. No one ever again is going to wear... That's got to... You, you are at the highest honor. So I think 41 and 31 is perfect. I think the only person that enters into the conversation as of right now um, is David Wright, based on what he means to the organization. Uh, don't forget that when he committed to the organization long-term, it was a very tenuous place in the organization's history. Um, and I think that that certainly helped some players make the decision to come here. And, you know, even if you look at a, a free agent signing, a guy as tr maybe seemingly as trivial as Marlon Bird or somebody like that. You got a guy in here, a true professional that teaches somebody. He actually had he, – he was one of the guys that helped remake Justin Turner's swing. Uh, you come in – $16 million you, man now. Yeah, yeah. And you and you bring a guy in like that, um, it, it makes a difference. And sometimes those guys won't take a deal with a, a franchise that has no rudder. And David Wright in those down years right before this most recent uptick was always the rudder. Um, you also have to think about the future. Yeah. What about 15? Beltran. Well, if he goes in as a Met, is he, he is he is his number retired? I, I I don't think he'll go in as a Met, so I think it's a moot point. Mm -hmm. Because if there is ever a player that was made for a blank cap in the in the Hall of Fame, it's Carlos Beltran. Um, I think it's unfair to the to the Royals fans to put him in as a Met. Um, I think it's unfair to Mets fans, honestly, to put him in as a Royal. Um, and then all the stops along the way: San Francisco, St. Louis, the Yankees, Texas, Texas. back to Houston. Um, I, that's, that has blank cap written all over it for me. And, and I think it's hard because Carlos is arguably the best position player, all around position player to ever play for the franchise. Um, but I, I don't, I don't hang 15 up there. That's just, that's just me. All right. One more, just because we don't know what's going to happen. I assume training his ass off every day on Instagram and, and all yep. that. Jose Reyes back with the Mets. Obviously, we know what happened during the offseason last year, you know, whenever that was, yeah. not last year. But uh, unfortunately, there were some bumps in the road. He seems to be on the right track lately with him, his, his mind, body, soul. His whole family seems to be going great, which God we're hoping and pulling for him. Um, what happens if Reyes is back full-time, Mets make a run, he's in the World Series, Mets win the World Series, and he has something to do with it? Is if, Do they hang seven on, on the wall? I think it's a... It's right now, no. If they, if he helps them win a world championship before his career is over, yes. Okay. We can All leave right. it at that. Is that fair? I think right. That's fair. Right, right is a yes right now, and Reyes has to win a world series. I don't know if that's fair, but then again, life right, isn't fair. right. Didn't leave. Right, right. So there, I mean, I think that does. And play right a is almost like as far as a Jeter's concerned, you never hear a bad word about David Wright. You know what I mean, and yeah. and unfortunately, your character does come into play when people have opinions about you, and it seems like whatever happened was extremely out of character. Is yeah. as far as we're as far as we know. I've only met Reyes twice, and he was great both times. Both but, both are Mets Hall of Famers. Yeah, of course. Dunk. Yeah, yeah, slam yeah. dunk. What I noticed here, we did skip accidentally, was Tweet of the Week. So we're going to backtrack oh, here. I don't know how we did that. Because I got too excited to talk about Yeah, you, you jumped the gun and said, let's go for the clip. I but got too excited. Tweet of the Week, here we go. So I'm going to go first. 
this is a funny one from KFC Barstool. Shout out to KFC. Uh, you probably only already follow him. He's got a ton of followers. But I saw this uh, photo experiment maybe like a year ago or whatever. And it was a photographer sits down with a subject and takes their picture when they're maybe not really ready for it. And then says, Hey, you look beautiful today. And like catches their smile. Mm -hmm. So it was all these people. And the last one was Bartolo as a, as a brave and a Bartolo as a met. So obviously he's happier as a met. There's no way in hell Bartolo is getting the same love in Atlanta that he did in Queens. But I obviously I can't knock the guy for making the decision he made. He wanted to be a starter. He's got that in the bag down there. And if all of our arms come back, God willing, he wouldn't be a starter. You know yeah, what I mean? He, yeah. he dragged us across the finish line last year. Yeah. But coming 2017, spring training, all of our arms hopefully are healthy. He wouldn't have a spot as a starter. So I understand why he made that decision. I understand why he made it. And, and I also, just to, to piggyback on that for a second, um, you know, Bartolo, it's funny because when they signed him, if you remember the just the outcry of why are they signing Bartolo? <laughs> yeah. A two-year deal? Well, not only did he take it past the two-year deal, he was our saving grace in the third year. He came back the, for a year, and everyone was, was so excited last offseason. Remember season. when people were freaking out that he started on opening day of yeah. 2015? And then they won. He beat Scherzer. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we were there for that. Buddy Carlisle with the, uh, with <laughs> yeah. the save. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's just so funny to think. You think Sometimes you think these moves are crazy. They're not so crazy oh, all the time. Here we go. i got to still learn the, uh, the green screen here. Um, yeah, so now we're going to get the Brian's pick here. Boom. Okay, so this one obviously got a ton of play on social media. Um, we're going with the with the MLB sign girls. Um, Noah, man, my man, Thor, you got to shout out the original <laughs> account that made this, man. Uh, Syndergaard retweeted, um, retweeted. He posted. He posted on Instagram. Which I don't even really understand what it means. He said, like, I'm with New Era now. I guess he has a He's sponsorship. A brand ambassador. So New, uh, New Era picked up Noah as far as the ambassador label's concerned and posted the photo. And then at not D right replied to him like, Hey, this looks like a mixtape. When's it dropping? So then MLB sign girls at MLB sign girls chimed in and made like a quick, like looks like an album cover. It's hilarious. So it says, uh, Noah Syndergaard mixtape, 60 feet, six inches. Away. These are song titles, uh, 60 feet, six inches away. Utley sucks. Big, sexy betrayal. Ban the wave. My personal favorite dark tickle monster, which was something to do with, uh, Harvey. Oh, Harvey. Mr. Matt, Takedown, and Sandwich in the Dugout. So, Sandwich in the Dugout's my favorite. Yeah, so he put it on, like, his Instagram, and it ended up being picked up by, like, a bunch of different, you know, it's slow news right now. So everyone picked yeah. this up and thought Cut it was funny. So that. that's Brian's tweet of the week. Um, so let's let's actually dive into a little bit on what's going on with these guys, because I feel like Mr. Met and Noah Syndergaard's feud is not going away. I tried to, like, be the middleman a little bit and try like, Get them to hug it out, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. You offered, you offered an olive branch in the form of a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that that was very I was like, hey, why don't I just you? give you one of uh, the Mr. Mets, my homeboy, just bury the hatchet and be boys. But I guess that's not going to happen anytime soon. So we, we restocked the Mr. Met is my homeboy sweatshirts uh, a few days ago. And Noah follows the account on the seven line account. So he saw that and retweeted and wrote, Where's the shirt with Mr. Met and I in a steel cage death match or superhero fighting or throwing ninja stars? So clearly he's not letting this die. Although the illusion, the ninja stars, the um, stepbrothers illusion does kind of maybe imply that there's a little bit of friendship here. Maybe it's like a love-hate relationship. Who knows? But like, you know, a bunch of people replied like, hey, make the shirt, make the shirt. So I told them I'm on it, but it's you can't really take Mr. Met and pose him in your own style it's got to be like on your hat it's yeah. got to be a certain style guide mr matt you can't really take him and draw him driving a train you know what i mean I have, so i have an idea that i think no there's a lot of cool ideas um but it's it's even funnier because mr matt replied why do you want a shirt of me standing over you in victory Oof. with hashtag pure domination so clearly these guys are not letting this die it's cold and, I, and it's funny it's fun to watch i mean my wife actually was like this, this isn't real you know and i'm like well brian likes wrestling and that's not real either but it's it's a it's i we think it's a work yeah. we think it's a work it might be a shoot we don't know yeah. it could be a shoot so uh last week's uh brian's follow of the week was uh joe the graphics joker so he actually came up with a, this cool graphic of uh noah giving a noogie to mr matt which we would love to put on a shirt but I doubt that would be allowed. So, unfortunately, 
we're going to have to maybe come up with something different. But it is great. Shout out to Joe. Great work. If you didn't, haven't watched last week or listened to the last week episode, follow him, Graphics Joker with an X. Um, yeah, so I love the feud. I hope I, I kind of wanted it to end because I, I want my childhood hero to be friends with the ace. Do you know that my mom gave me shit about being Team Noah? This is the first thing I called her. How do you like the show? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, me? like you just said, you were talking about the retired numbers and why you want to hold such a high bar. If the Mets are around in 100, 200 years, we're not going to be alive. But um, hey, speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> that was the same reason I gave why you want to be Team Mr. Met. I know. No offense to Noah, but if he's not around in 10, 20 years and you're still boys with Mr. Met, you know, you got a really cool best friend. But whatever. You could be Team Noah. I'm going to be Team Mr. Met. I'm Team Mets, though. I'm, I'm for anyone that wears our uniform. So moving right along here, we're going to get to the breaking news segment which is basically going to be about anything that we think you might be interested in that came out this week in Mets world. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to hit on is is something um, that is bizarre, to say the least. I mean, I don't really know what to say about this. Wally Backman basically claimed to Bob Klapich as, um, as their AAA manager this year, and now he can't get another job. He's set to manage in Mexico. I mean... Do you believe that Sandy Alderson is is actively trash-talking Wally Backman? No, I think Sandy's got enough things to worry about. And you know what it was? Like, whenever the rocky roads were going on in Queens, the fans would look to Backman's fiery attitude and saying, you know what, this is the guy that's going to help get this these guys back on track. But to Terry's credit, when you don't have the players, you're not going to win. You know what I mean? Like, you can't make the guys be better baseball players. And for years, he just didn't have the roster. So it's the kind of thing that I, I think, if you've ever had like a friend who always fights with everybody or a family member who just can't get along with anyone, it's it kind of came to the point where respect Wally, respect his career as a player and a manager, and you know his career with the Mets was great. But as far as being a coach, I think his, his, it ran its course. And maybe it came to the point where it just it wasn't going to happen and they cut ties. But to now... Honestly, at this point, he's never coming back. I mean, you can't trash the team and think that they're going to give you another shot. So I don't know how what you feel his motives is behind this. But if you, let's say, uh, resumes are concerned or, or, or um, references, mm-hmm. this is terrible. You yeah, can't tra- it's not great. To, to get hired by another team now, this is a very bad <laughs> it's look. Not, it's not great. And he had a bad look on his resume already, obviously. Um, he had a domestic incident that cost him the Diamondbacks job. Only a few days after he was uh, awarded it in 2004. So obviously this was a problem for Wally. Um, he, and to his credit, rehabilitated himself. Um, the Mets and the Wilpons, uh, you know, credit to them for giving Wally a chance. And especially back in the, in the franchise where he won his world championship. And, uh, you know, my thing is this. What you have to understand is uh, Sandy comes from a money ball He's really the grandfather of Moneyball. If Billy Bean is the father, Sandy is the grandfather. And um, that philosophy is all about the manager is an extension of the front office, and it needs to execute the strategy in which the front office deems appropriate to move the team forward. Uh, and a lot of baseball is going in that same direction. Obviously, Theo is a, is a Moneyball guy, and he's he's got two cursed franchises, world championships now. So you see that that this is more the the norm and not the exception uh, to the rule anymore. And Wally is an old-school baseball guy, the piss and vinegar kind of guy who wants to get in your face and encourage you in that kind of way. Um, And the thing fans don't understand is not only is that um, not exactly what motivates star players and athletes, that these are grown men getting paid a lot of money um, they're world-class athletes. They don't need somebody to yell at them to make them better. Right, and but then you also have to think about the guys that get sent down to the minors and they come back and, like, Wally fixed them or Wally helped or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's the guys have to, have to go through his stream to get up to flushing. So in that aspect, I think it's it almost made the team not look bad, but if he's, you know, kind of taking the credit for, like, fixing these guys or getting them – like big league ready, that's a great thing that that like he helped the franchise. But as far as him coming to be the manager of the team, I thought it was never going to happen. I don't think it was ever going to happen. I don't think it was ever in their plans to right. make it happen. Right. Um. And I'll say this about Wally: 
from everything I've heard. Um, and certainly he's done really great work in the Mets organization. Uh, great baseball mind. Um, I think there's a place for him in Major League Baseball, uh, which I guess is his point because he says, why can't I get another job? I'll take anything as long as it keeps me in the States. Um, but I'll say this. If there's one thing that's going to make a great baseball minds go to Mexico and, and or you know end up managing the California Penal League, um, it's going to be talking bad about the organization that gave you their break, whether the marriage ended badly or not. If you want to see some great Backman clips, just go on YouTube. They started filming a documentary about yeah. one of the teams yeah, he was yeah. with, and he's throwing baseball bats across yeah, the field and great. getting crazy. But I think that you know when the Mets seem to have no no life. In the, in the dugout, in the clubhouse, like people would watch that and be like, I want that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, but guy's, I mean that guy's not always the right voice. Right, kicking know? dirt over the over the mound. I mean, it, it was funny to watch, but you're not going to see that actually bring results for 181 games. Yeah. 162 games, 181. I don't even know what I'm thinking Well, about. maybe with playoffs. Right? All right, so it wouldn't be an episode without a little bit of shilling, but and Brian wanted to get this in. Yeah, I'll shill it for Darren <laughs> so he doesn't feel like he's shamelessly shilling. So Duffy is so much fun. This is awesome, guys. If you're going to be down in Fort St. Lucie, um, if you're coming down, whether you're coming down for the outing or not, um, this is going to be on Friday night, March the 10th, which is the night before the outing with the seven line um, at Tradition Field. You guys are going to be renting out uh, the entire place. It's at it's called Super Play. It's, it's actually attached up. You can see it if you're looking on our screen. You can see it there on the left. Um, there's bowling, laser tag. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like I, it's only fifteen bucks. And you know what? To be completely honest, they're only charging me ten. I don't want to make money on this thing. Right. But also, I have to rent it out completely. Four hundred. Assuming that four hundred right. people want to go, I have no idea if four hundred people want to go. So if only a hundred want to go, I'm going to lose money. So. I'm charging 15 and it's only actually cost me 10 If we sell out of the 400 tickets, I'm going to open a bar tab, and anyone who's there can go up and drink whatever they want until it's dry. So I'm not making anything on this. What did they say? Full disclosure? Whatever. Yeah, Completely honest, if we sell out, show up to Duffy's, drink and eat on the house till it's gone. It's only 15 bucks. Um, the only reason we're charging more than 10 is because we have credit card fees, transaction fees, stuff like that. So these tickets, I haven't announced this yet. They're going to go up. Tuesday night, the 13th, 8 o'clock. It's only 15 bucks on the sevenline.com. The 17th, I'm sorry. Tuesday night, this coming Tuesday, on the sevenline.com. You only have 400 available. I don't know if 400 people want to do this or not. And it's the night before the outing. So it's a great way to mingle and meet people and, and kind of get your feet wet with the group before we actually go out and cheer the team. And we have 1,000 tickets to the game. I was going to so. say, there's 1,000 tickets to the game. And let me just testify for a second on Port St. Lucie. Great town, great people. Okay, there's not a lot to do there. There's a Starbucks and there's a Chipotle because there has to be a Chipotle because there are minor league baseball players there, okay? <laughs> um, there's Tradition Field and there's Duffy's. That's it. If you don't golf, you got nothing else to do, all right, besides <laughs> sit in your hotel room and watch Seinfeld reruns. So yeah, it's three hours. Yeah. It's going to be six to nine, 15 bucks. You can bowl. You can play laser tag. You can do mini golf. You can do whatever you want for three hours. And obviously, once that's over, we're just going to migrate to the bar anyway. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So if you want to do that, set an alarm Tuesday night, eight o'clock, fifteen bucks. Anything left over in the purse is gonna go right back to the bar, and you guys can drink on us. So there you go, guys. Yeah. As we're gonna end every episode, we're gonna hit the Facebook account, and if you're still watching, hopefully you're still watching. What we're gonna do differently tonight is we're gonna give out a special code. It's a one-time use code that's good for a, for fifty dollars off the next transaction. So it's gonna be first person to use it. We're going to give the code in a little bit. And if you're listening to this, watch that live means you should watch time. live next week. Yeah, watch live next If you time. watch live, you get the special perks. Also, so, don't forget, by the way, before we go to the Q&A, if you guys are watching this on Facebook, do us a favor. There's a button right there. Right underneath us somewhere. There. We're still learning the question. <laughs> There-ish. That says share. Share it. Put us in your friend's timeline. Uh, you, you know Mets fans. Everybody knows Mets fans, and they are all going to want to see our pretty faces. <laughs> yeah. So uh, share it, help us out, and uh, help the show get off the ground here um, on episode three. And if you want uh, special alerts whenever we're going to go live, well, honest, odds honest truth, God's honest truth, I don't post that much on Facebook, so we're not going to bother you with notifications. If you go next to the like button, there's a subscribe button, you can subscribe to our post. So whenever we're doing something like this and you want to watch it and make sure you don't miss it, it'll give you a little alert on your phone. So like do that. Like uh, Nick Jones, Mets bro, asked me, who we both know personally. Right. Like, it's like, oh, can I watch it live anywhere? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dude, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're yeah. still getting started here, but definitely, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Even people that we know 
don't necessarily know that they can watch it live. So that yeah. that so share it, share it, people. Yeah. share it, hit the so, share button. So what we're gonna do while we're rambling here is I wish I had another beer, but uh, we're gonna go to some Facebook Q and A comments. You can ask us whatever the hell you want. We'll try to give you as much of an honest answer as 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 we can. If you want to run to the fridge while I. While I man the questions for a second. I'm going to go on a beer run. Brian's going on a beer run. I'm going to man the questions here for a second and ramble until he gets back. Uh, just another reminder, if you're listening to this, it's going to be too late. But tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Mets.com slash the 7 Line Army, our opening day tickets go up. There's only 300 available, a little bit over 300 available. The rest of them are for our season ticket holders. So they are... 121 bucks a piece. It does not come with a t-shirt this year. We're doing it differently. You get the ticket, a rally towel, a special collector's edition pin. Hide the can until someone wants to pay us. And um, pay that man his money. <laughs> and uh, the ticket to the game and Thundersticks if you like them. So tomorrow, 10 a.m. If you're listening to this, it's already too late. But if you're watching this, 10 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time, Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army, 121 bucks a piece. And come sit with us on opening day. It's going to be a great time. Come sit with us. Come tailgate with us on opening day. That's bigger. Well, not bigger, but it's just as big. So there's some player questions here, okay. which I'm always going to hit to Brian because he knows his, his stuff way better than I do as far as I the league is that. concerned. I think you do. Um, from Eric Roman, should we add Sergio Romo to the bullpen? And before you answer that, should, if not him, who do you think and what should we do? Because I see it seems like after we – Wetted our whistle. Is that the right word? Wet our whistle with Cespedes? Yeah. Nothing else has happened. So what's going on? Um, I'll take Romo. Uh, He has experience closing, and I think at this point in his career he knows that he's probably happy to be a setup man on a a contender. Uh, I liked Santiago Casilla, but obviously he signed with Oakland on a two-year deal. I know Sandy's hesitant to give out multiple-year contracts, and he basically said his first free agent signing was DJ Carrasco on a two-year deal. He's like, my bad. My bad on that, guys. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I think for whatever reason, and don't quote me on this. I don't have a source on this. I just feel like the Mets and the Texas Rangers match up really well on a trade. Um, they need a corner outfielder. I think Jay Bruce would be a, a natural landing spot there. And if they could find a way to get uh, Jared Jeffress, who um, was with the Brewers last year before he got dealt. I believe he was in the Lucroy deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um if they could find a way to get Jeffress maybe from from Texas, I think that's the perfect opportunity. So uh, I don't know. Well, let's. I, I don't know what they're going to do though. I, it's so slow moving. The market is so slow developing. Remember, guys like Jose Batista and stuff haven't even signed with anybody. So, um, but yeah, they need another middle. They need a middle reliever. They, I they, think Batista thought there was going to be more of a market out there for him, and it doesn't seem like there is. He might have to it's tough, man. swallow he's, his pride and go back. You he's know what 36, I mean? and and Encarnacion only got a, you know a small deal, and he's 33. I, I was I don't think the Mets overpaid for Cespedes. I think if Cespedes was still out there, somebody would way overpay for him. Um, so I'm glad they did what they did. So we got a a uh, product question here from Louis Barra, Barra Barra. Do you ever will you ever print on dry fit shirts again? We did a few years ago, and they didn't really sell that well for us. So I'm not saying no, but maybe we'll bring those back eventually. Um, it seems like people, if enough people want that, then we will. Um, I have a feeling in a few years there's going to be a lot of dry fit stuff coming into the into the league with Under Armour Under taking Armour. over, and that's kind of like their bread and butter. At least it was when they first started. So who knows? A yeah. um, couple more questions here. Joe Green, are you are you guys personally going to any other spring training games? With a thousand people flying down, maybe I don't know, maybe half are flying. Some people live in Florida. I I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are going to hit the rest of the games. There's not much else to do, as Brian pinpointed in Port St. Lucie. So I'm getting there on the eighth. The games on the eleventh, but there's games every day. So Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, there's games every day. So I feel like the majority of the people that are getting down on those days will be at the ballpark. Yeah. I won't be in spring training um, this year because uh, my wife and I just had a baby three months ago. Um, so I'm still – we have a dog at home. So, like, somebody's got to take care of the dog and let him out and feed him and make sure that my wife is is at currently uh, staying at home. So, you know, it's it's kind of tough for me to get down. He's only, my, my son's only going to be five months old when spring training rolls around. So – Next year, you guys can all we can all hang out. That's why opening day come and if you you can meet Darren down there if you haven't met him yet. But uh, if you want to meet me, it's gonna have to be opening <laughs> day, guys. Sorry. So, um, Danny Carpenter, Carp, what's up, dude? 
he's kind of jumping the gun on some some news we're going to announce eventually. But he wants to know when the Sports Illustrated doc is coming out. You may or may not know the Seven Line Army was followed the whole last season by Sports Illustrated. If you ever saw guys walking around following us with cameras, making us feel uncomfortable, that was them. Um, I don't typically like that, but it's part of the part of the gig, you know, having a guy like in your face at a, at a playoff game, or, you know, wild card or whatever. But they got some really really cool stuff. I think it's gonna be like an hour. It's not like we've done a lot of pieces that are like five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes for this and that. But when Sports Illustrated says they want to do something big, then you obviously say yes. So. Um, I've been bothering the guys as much as I possibly can without being annoying about when it's coming out, but I think it's actually going to be done like next week. That's awesome. Like finished next week, but, um, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to air yet. They're, they're talking with different networks. It's going to be on actual TV and then on Sports Illustrated's website. And you brought up Sports Illustrated for a second too. So they, they dropped some calendar stuff that coming out soon. Oh, that... you're gonna blow up my spot on no, Ali Raceman? <laughs> on my 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 crush Ali Raceman? Well, had... as long as you're not gonna get in trouble with the wife, but No, I, she knows because I had a two thousand twelve Olympics girlfriend and that was Ali Raceman. <laughs> and then two thousand sixteen was uh Cassidy Cook, uh, who is a diver. Who is a diver, she is a diver. <laughs> and uh she's so cute. But anyway, that's So yeah, so the Sports Illustrated doc. I've been really pushing to try to have a huge party. I want to have a party and invite, you know, at least the, the season ticket holders to come out and watch the thing with us as like a private screening. But you would not believe the prices to rent out a place that can hold 500 plus people to show like an hour long doc. So I'm not exactly sure if I'm able to pull that off or not, but soon. And when we are ready to announce officially, we're going to have Josh Oshinsky and Samara, I can't remember, I think Samara Kelly. On the show, we're going to have to get a wider lens and fit four chairs here, but they're going to be on to talk about the whole experience of filming the group, um, what their favorite moments were, and then we're going to go like Talking Dead style and show exclusive clips of the... We've seen some preview clips. Actual, I've seen some previews. I've showed him a couple yeah, things. And it's sick. It's, it's sick. Honestly, it's like chills. You know what Ho I mean? Hopefully the part where I say the Cubs won't sniff another World Series for another <laughs> century will get cut out. Yeah, please ask that. Please ask leave that. that on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I yeah. look like an idiot. I was drunk and I was happy. You no, know, you know what the whole cool I part about? we're going to play him in the DS. <laughs> the doc, the, the cool part about it is it's not just about going to games and watching the games. They like pin picked out certain players of the group, not players, like certain faces of the group to follow and talk to and find their stories or backstories about the group and how, what brought them to yeah. the Semline army, why the fans of the Mets, like what they do outside of this, like uh, Andrew Indart, the general full-time sanitation guy. He yeah. spends like every vacation day do, going to the outing. So like stories like that, it's not just about the Mets being the family, the team we love. It's about the group and what we do outside baseball. So it's, they totally took a different angle than every other piece we've ever done for the group. So I'm really looking forward to it. They actually filmed us, me and Shu riding BNX. Like That's it's awesome. it's cool. Like it's 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 gonna be cool. Um, a couple more questions here. We're gonna wrap this up. Oh, you know what? I don't know if you heard about this today. Are the Mets playing at West Point? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have another West Point game. I right? heard they are. Like uh, well, seven yeah. line to uh, West Point is like in the comments area here. I mean, yeah. If we can find tickets, I was gonna say, and we're not gonna. Who's that douchebag? Oh yeah, we're not gonna baseball? sneak in like Hample that dork. But, uh, yeah, if there's a way to get tickets legally the fuck out of here, and not dude. take them away from veterans, then we'll be there. But that was garbage. I, can I say, I've never gotten a chance to speak publicly on that. That was garbage. I kicked them out of the section. Of the I know. Card I know. Good for you. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, he's sitting there trying to catch foul balls during batting practice at the wild card game. And then we get down to the seats and someone's like, hey, there's this guy in my seat. Like, what's going on? That's my seat. Like, uh, we're here for the wild card game. And I look back and it's that dude with his, like glove with the rubber band trying to get balls out of the bullpen i'm like dude what grown man take a that? freaking hike man. I, no like, offense zach like if you're if no you ever, offense yeah if you ever offense. if you ever stumble upon this i don't want you to take it like like a hundred percent personally because i'm like i don't know you as a person but like come on man come on like <laughs> i don't even know like it's a baseball it's a baseball i'll buy you one for five dollars like, yeah. come on dude yeah hample Give it, you know kid. Kid. Give it to a like, kid, bro. Yeah, well, you know what? If I ever catch a home run, I might keep it. It's different. But, I almost caught that home run. Yeah, dude. That Kelly Johnson Grand Slam. There's a couple that bounced up, and then there was a Kelly Johnson Grand Slam that Ivory caught right behind, right next, next to Next to me. Yeah. And he got there. He got there 15 minutes before yeah, that. Yeah, work. He showed up. Uh, I know, I know. And it's like, oh, it was so funny. He was anyway. sitting in Lizzie's seat. Shout out to Lizzie. Yeah. 
if Lizzie was at the game, it would have landed in her lap. But all of us jump up, and everybody missed it except him. I but, had a beat on that one, man. I was yeah, that was cool though. That was you awesome. catch a foul ball, especially on a bounce or a home run on a like. Some, I want to catch a ball on a fly. I have one ball from Andy Chavez mm-hmm. at Shea, cool. and it bounced up, and I and I picked it up. There was no kids around. I kept it, but um, the uh, I man, that guy. Just, I'm so dumbfounded by that dude. And, you know, I don't want to turn this into a Zach Campbell bashing session, but not really a big fan. Well, let's say ball hawks But I've just heard, like, so many terrible stories, like running over kids, running over old ladies. During one of the playoff series at Yankee Stadium, it ended up being rained out. But the, the ballpark was open early if you were, like, disabled, wow. and you somehow got in. Like, How such it, bullshit. I don't know. How does that happen? I don't know. Anyway, orange and blue thing. It's not a Zach Campbell thing, but... Get out of the section if you don't have a ticket. Okay, let's go to more Facebook questions. Yeah, and then people, we're going to wrap this up. People like it when we answer their Facebook questions. <laughs> um, someone's saying Friday, March 31st is the West Point game. So we'll look into it. Um, if we can get tickets, I'm there. But, I, again, I, I don't want to take it away from, from any of the military members or their families that are going to be there. So um, it would be awesome to do. If, at the very least, it would be um, maybe like a fun viewing party kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. I'm down. I, it's just too close to opening day, too, I think, to make an outing that's a few true. days before. But yeah. whatever. We'll, we'll look into it. Yeah, One last true. question before we wrap this up from uh, Natia De La Rosa. It's about asking if we ever reached out about being in the MLB game. I'm assuming the MLB, uh, the show. I don't have it. I don't uh, play video games. Yeah, but I either. I do follow the guy that's one of the developers. And Salazar, I think Salazar ended up getting blocked by the guy. I don't know. I think he just kind of like bothered him too much and he got blocked. But, uh, Which is hilarious if you know Salazar. Yeah, he's like, like so the timid. Like, guy this guy, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that Salazar. But anyway, so Salazar was hitting him up, like, "Hey, when are you going to put the group in the in the game? Because I know they have like the Kings courts in there. Okay, and I feel like we're an official thing. Like we're we're pretty big. You know, we go to all these different ballparks. I think it would be cool if not every game because we're not at every game. If they want to be consistent, have like every sixth seventh game put our group out there. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Cool. And then uh, maybe occasionally at a road game, like. I don't know how many times I have to play the game for it to go through cycles. I don't know if there's, like, an algorithm, but it's, like, we randomly showed up at, like, San Diego one day. Yeah. And in the game. At the very sick. least, they could write that into the center field section. I mean, just put everybody in orange. It wouldn't be that. We don't have to do a, a capture of everybody going, No, but hey. I even replied to him. I, I gave him a reference, the guy, the developer. I was like, hey, if you need some references, here's a video. Feel free to keep, capture yeah. the, hey. Yeah. Which would be awesome, yeah. by the way. So, Whatever. We'll see. I don't know when it comes out. Maybe maybe the comments section will tell us. But whenever that comes out, if we're in it, cool. If we're not, whatever. We're not like I said before. We're not dying for recognition. But it'd be cool if they want to be consistent and uh, continuity wise, as far as video games concerned. That's really what happens. So may as well put us in there. So anyway, we're gonna wrap up episode three. I think it was another fun night hanging out with you guys. Thanks for watching. If you liked what you watched, share, like, do all that good stuff. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. I don't know if what buttons are on there, but share, like, subscribe, whatever the hell it goes on over there. Yeah, yeah. Our Twitter account is Orange Blue Thing. Follow that. The website is orangeandbluething.com. That brings you right out of the SoundCloud. Eventually, it's going to forge you to the iTunes. So depending on when you're listening to this, it'll bring you wherever. Last but not least, there are some people watching. We are going to give away the $50 gift card right now. It's a one time use code so whoever races to the website first and checks out it's going to work for them if you get there and it says error or whatever it means it's already been used it's good for 50 bucks on anything on the website fill your carts up to 51 dollars it'll take 50 off you pay a buck we ship it to you so the code is should i just show it yeah, or should i say it, it? No, no, yeah, no because then the people <laughs> then you humanoids who are just listening you can tune in next time on Facebook Live and share it with your friends, and next time you'll get the code. <laughs> so, so show, so, it, show so, it to the people. Well, I'm going to say it and show it at the same time. So it is OABT for orange and blue thing, 50 for that's a $50 discount. OABT50, first person to check out will get the discount. And thanks for watching. We're going to be back. We're going to Queens Baseball Convention next Saturday. I don't know if we're going to be able to do a live show from there. 28th, right? Yeah, Keith, Keith hit us up, queensbaseballconvention.com, next Saturday, catch Astoria. It's too, well, wait, next sat, this coming Saturday and this next Saturday. And this yeah, it's like a week from this, com- it's a week no. from, to, because this this one. Shit, did I totally screw that up? Yeah. 
It's because we it's two weeks from this Saturday. This oh, Saturday's the fourteenth. My bad, Keith. It's two weeks from this Saturday at Catch in Astoria. It's gonna be beautiful weather that day. It's gonna be so much fun hanging out. Go on down to uh, Queens Baseball Convention. Pick up tickets now. It's very cheap to get in. Tim Tuffle's going to be there. Bobby V. Bobby Valentine's going to be there. Every entry gets you at least one of their autographs. You guys can decide. And you could buy the next one for like 10 bucks. So it's going to be really fun. There's panels, all different discussions going on throughout the day. Kind of picture Comic-Con for baseball fans. That's what Queens yeah. Baseball Convention Mets is. Fans. Mets Yeah, fans. Mets fans specifically. Yeah. Uh, queensbaseballconvention.com. We'll be there. We're going to try to do a live show. I don't know when next week's live show is going to be, but we're going to try to fill this maybe Wednesday, Thursday slot all the time. It kind of just works out best with us. And uh, thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Leave us comments and feedback, and we'll definitely read it and try to make next episodes even even better. We're going to finish these beers. And have a good night. Thanks, guys. Too sweet, people. I think that's a wrestling thing. Yes, it is. <laughs>